Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I want to begin in the book of Genesis, chapter number 21. I'm excited about this word uh, that God has given me to be able to share with you this morning. I don't know if anyone saw it on the news, but I'll be going to a service, I said early in, in Monroe at Power Church. I'll have to find that, of churches that are responding to this crisis that's in our land. So anybody that was open, they announced that for, for the public, if you want to go and be a part of that today at 2 o'clock, I think. Genesis chapter number 21, verse number 5. It said, And Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh. So that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah would have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. Ain't that just like a woman? She's old too. She could have said our old age. (laughs) Did y'all notice that? She said, he's old. And the child grew and was weaned. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. The word weaned means to detach from a cause of dependence. You got to get this. Or from something to which I am excessively fond. It is time to celebrate when you're transitioning from one source of strength to another source of strength. Are y'all with me? So we're talking about a time of transition here. And as a result, Abraham threw a party, man. He, they were having a feast because of the transition that they were stepping into. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which Hagar was Abraham's other wife, the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. They were in transition, but now Ishmael is mocking them for going to the next level. Wherefore, she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son. And cast out means to drive out. It actually means to divorce. It's time to cut all ties, she said, with this bondwoman and her son. Now, you got to be careful when you come into this kingdom because we will cut ties with our past mindsets. And occupations and places we go, but sometimes we'll bring the fruit of that with us. And when things go wrong, we'll flip out on somebody. 
So he said, I don't want you to just throw away that old lifestyle, but I want you to throw all them characteristics that go with it. I'm already preaching. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. Transition. Somebody shout transition. transition. All right. We're going to make it clear. Hold with me. She said, cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. It means it was breaking him in pieces. Uh, grievous means it was heavy. It was painful. How many of those transition can be painful? It is to always painful. Right in the midst of the rejoicing that I'm going through the next level, I had to leave something to go there that meant something to me. He was right in the midst of all the, 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 the fatted calf and, and all the spread and everybody dancing and singing. There was a grievous pain in Abraham for what he was about to have to leave behind. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in your sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman and all that Sarah has said unto thee. Listen to her. For in Isaac shall thy seed be. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is your seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, took bread, a bottle of water, gave it unto Hagar, put it on her shoulder and the child, and underlined it in the Bible, and he sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Turn with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter number 3. Second Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 18. Says, Behold, we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed in the same image from glory to glory, from one level to another level, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. One more place. Hebrews chapter number six, one through three. We're going to pray and be seated. Hebrews chapter number six, verse one. Therefore, leaving the principles, I like what the key, uh, Amplified says, therefore, leaving the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on. Amen. Shake your neighbor and tell him, let's go on. Let's, let's, let's go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works of faith towards God, of the doctrines of baptism, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. Let's pray together. Father, we're just so excited about being in your presence today. Thank you, Lord, because it is truly our honor that we were able to come to worship you in spirit and in truth. And now, oh Lord God, it's time to preach your words, trying to hear from heaven. So I pray, God, anoint the preacher, anoint our ears to hear what heaven has to say today. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. Instincts of greatness. You know, God put something in each and every one of us that we call a competitive spirit. A competitive spirit and whether we admit it or not we have that competitive spirit 
I mean, you may be the next thing to a slug, but you still have a competitive spirit. Because whether we admit it or not, we like to win. You can say, be saying, that ain't no big deal to me. Well, let me put it another way. You hate to lose. Uh-huh. Am I right about it? This competitive spirit is so real in man that it's caused man to create just about every game imaginable. What are there, 28 games in our Olympics or something like that? I mean, even things that, that are done for work, we've turned it into competitive events. That's where all your rodeo events come from, from cowboys out on the range cutting cows. And, uh, uh, and they even took the horseshoes off their feet and started throwing them. I mean, just think about it. Everything we turn it into some type, some type of competition because it's inbred in us, right? It's born and bred in each and every one of us. It's a, a spirit of competition, right? And you may say, well, I'm, I'm not that competitive. Can I tell you? Nobody likes to lose. We like to hear, we like to see. Matter of fact, we like to see, we like to see when God is doing something, right? And before I go any further, God is doing something right here, and I want to hear it. Can we hear it right there? She's scared to, te to testify, but we finna let her. <laughs> because you've been praying about this situation. Yes, I have. Hold on a minute. Let me make sure. Well, stand close to me. <laughs> okay. All right. It's, it's on all. Now. It's on here now. Okay. Everybody knows my mom has uh, stage three lung cancer, and the church has been praying, and I've been praying, and everybody's been praying. But uh, we've been going back and forth to MD Anderson for a couple of weeks now, and waiting on a plan for her treatment. And on Friday, she got a phone call, and uh, praise God, they're going to be able to. It tested 11 lymph nodes in her chest and it was in one. Woo! Wow. So, <laughs> there's a Wow. And we're going to do that on July the 26th, so everybody keep praying. Yeah. And I'm praising him for what he's done for me. <laughs> <laughs>
You teachers, Jermaine's doing this right now in his class on Wednesday night. Make it a, 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 a competition, and it'll turn work into passion. If they can do it faster than them. From a little bit of age, if you could just, I'm just going to beat my brother. I'm going to beat my sister. And, and, and it's because we thrive on a sense of accomplishment. We glory in our ability to conquer something or someone. Can I get a witness? And what we don't realize is, is that God put this in us. It's so woven into our disposition and who, uh, 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 that who and what we can't dominate, we like to watch somebody do it. Amen? That's why you love sports. No matter what level it is, you love what? Some of y'all watch that old ungodly UFC stuff. <laughs> I'm going to get them today, brother. Huh? Because you just love to see two men get in a ring. <laughs> I think y'all do that a little bit, don't you? Get in a ring and just beat each other senseless. Amen. Even these wives is getting in on it. Yeah, they sitting there watching this stuff. Amen. And, and, and they're just killing one another. And man, we're just on the, on the edge of our seat. Kill him. Kill him. All right, it's time for prayer meeting, Lord. Huh? We go from killing to, it's a, it's a spirit in a, uh, of competition. Am I right about it? Amen. And, and that's where, that's why you love sports because we love to root for a winner. We love the movie where a man, one man, amen, ties a bandana around his, ha his head and whips an entire force right by himself. That's my kind of guy. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. We, we love to watch it because when we can't do it, if I can watch them do it, I can vicariously live out my fantasy through you guys. I mean, every time I watch Rocky, I come out like this. I come out. Huh? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? It just, it makes us feel better about ourselves. Y'all might as well say, man, I'm talking to everyone, even you that don't even respond. I know I'm talking to you. Amen. Uh, because there's something about us. We love a challenge. We love to be successful. We love to overcome. We love to be victorious. We love to watch. And I love underdog movies. Amen. I love to see that one you did not expect come back and win this thing. Amen. And, and what we don't even realize is that God put it in us. And the reason he put us in us is because we are predisposed. We are predisposed to greatness. There is an instinct in you to be the next thing to supernatural. I'm going to rephrase that. There's an instinct in you to be supernatural. There's an instinct in you to, 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 to be great and to do great things. There's an inner drive called ambition that is inherently placed in every individual. Like I told you, we are born with it. Amen. It's a gift from God that provokes growth and progress. Without it, you would dry up. Without it, you would be simply nothing. Now, some of you are, you have no wisdom with your competitive spirit. 
and see them wives nudging their husbands. That's why you go to ball games and act like an idiot and scream at the umpires. Jordan, this is for you. You're screaming at the umpires because your four-year-old struck out. And he stinks at baseball. <laughs> but you are vicariously living your dreams through your children. And so you can't even enjoy a ball game. Oh, he's preaching now. Amen. Because you ain't got no wisdom with your ambition and your competitive spirit. I'm going to preach and applaud myself today. Amen. Uh, when it's really a God thing he put in you, amen, to cause you to be aggressive and ambitious, to move, to get up off the couch, to be successful, to eat and live. Amen. It's in us. Amen. When you are born of such a conquering king, you can't help but have instinct to conquer something. But what you got to learn how to do is channel your aggression. Oh, I knew this was going to get quiet. Amen. It's an inner desire called ambition. And it's, it's placed in all of us. Matter of fact, well, the, the, the baby's first accomplishment is to roll over. And then he goes from rolling over to crawling. Right? Huh? Scooting. All right, he scoots. Then he goes from scooting to crawling. Amen. And then he'll go to crawling from walking. And every level of progress provokes the next level of progress. It's when I accomplish this, it cheers me up that if I did this, I can do that. Am I right about it? So progress, amen, uh, uh, stimulates progression. It's, it's something that all of us have. It's a, I'm going to call it a personal conviction of personal progress. Now, we all have this attribute. You may not like sports or anything else, but we all have this personal conviction of, of, of personal progress. The only difference is mine is different from yours. Amen? My, my level of ambition is different from yours. My level of ag aggression is different from yours. Y'all better listen to me. I'm saying something. Amen. Uh, and, and, and I said, we all have this, this attribute, but I said personal because though we all have this conviction of desired progress, mine is different from yours. Yours is different from mine. And it's not wise for me to judge myself by your ambitions. Nor is it wise for you to judge me by your personal convictions. But I want to say this, what's worse than both of those I just named is that, how am I going to say this? What's worse than both of these is refusing to judge myself by my own personal convictions. Boy, it sure is quiet in here, but I'm going to say that again. What's worse than me judging you for your convictions and you judging me for my ambitions and convictions? What's worse is me refusing to judge myself 
by my own personal convictions. Because there is an inner voice in us all that is constantly calling us higher. Mm -mm -mm. He's there. He's there. I don't care who you are, how low you are, how high you are, what you have done. You may not have graduated. You may not made it out of elementary. It does not matter. You and I was born with a voice in us that is constantly calling us to greatness. He's there. You may not even recognize him, but it's there. And we can only be truly happy when we respond to the call. A lot of us, a lot of us are not happy simply because we have not responded to the call. A lot of us are not happy because we have ignored our personal conviction to greatness. A lot of us are not happy because the instinct in me is telling me that you are more than that, you are bigger than that, you are greater than that. Amen? But we are not heeding the call. We're not listening to the call. And, and so for some of us, we're a little heavier than we really want to be. And we're not happy about it. For some of us, we're spending a little more time on Facebook than we should, and we're just not happy about it. They don't nobody got to convict me. I have this inner voice in me. Oh, my God. I got an inner voice in me telling me that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You need to move on to something bigger, something better, and something greater. So this message is not about everybody. It's about you today. It's about you, and it's, it's about me. Amen. For some of us, uh, we're not taking care of our health like we should, and for that, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because there's something in me telling me you can do better than that. There's something in me telling me you can do better than that. You can live better than that. You can eat better than that. You can exercise better than that. I don't need no coach. I got one inside of me. I got one inside of me, and it was given to me by God himself, and it's a voice that's always saying, come on up, Dean. Come on up, Dean. I put so much potential in you, so much ability in you, and so much power in you, and I am not going to shut up until you get up. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. Some of us, we're, we're, we're not praying like I know I should pray. I don't know how much is enough. I'll tell you how much is enough when the inner voice says, good job. Yeah. Huh? That's the reason I don't want you asking me how much I pray, and I don't want to ask you how much you pray. Because if it's a bunch, you'll be proud. If it's not enough, you'll be condemned. But when I can satisfy, oh, Jesus, when I can just satisfy my own instinct, amen, that I can walk through the day saying I didn't neglect my prayer time, I didn't neglect my study time, I have satisfied an inner voice, which is Jesus Christ himself, and it don't matter what you say or don't say, you can't hate on me, you can't condemn me, because I have satisfied my instincts of greatness. Woo! God, is anybody listening to me? Amen. Some of, us, some of us are not happy with ourselves because we're watching more TV than we should. How much is too much? I don't know. For you, I do me. Amen. 
So you got to be careful when you call a friend and ask them. Right. One to tell you you ought to pray five minutes a day. Another to tell you you ought to pray two hours a day. My God, two hours. <laughs> Are you listening to me? When all in all, God put the instinct within us. Amen. And, and, and a lot of us are not happy. Amen. And, and, and we're taking it out on everybody around us when it's not them you got a problem with. It's you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Why are you so mean? Why are you so grouchy? Why are you so ugly to me? Amen. I can't do nothing right. I'll tell you why people act like that. Because they are not fulfilling the call of the instinct that is in them. And as a result, we are unhappy with ourselves. So if I'm unhappy with me, you can count on it. I'm going to be unhappy with you. Oh, tell your neighbor, that preacher's preaching this morning. That's what's the matter with you. If we get happy on the inside, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Then all the, see, 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 you're blaming it on all your situations and circumstances. And it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if you're making $10 a month or $10,000 a month. If you ain't happy on the inside, you ain't going to be happy. You ain't going to be happy. You might well hold on to her. You think she's taking you unhappy. It ain't her. It's you. It ain't her you need to divorce. It's you. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Abraham, you got to kick her out. That was good. I just come up with stuff like that. Sometimes it amazes me. <laughs> huh? Are you listening to me? Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's us. Amen. And we're simply not happy because we're letting ourselves go. Oh, God, this is so real. You cannot be happy letting yourself go. And sometimes once you start letting yourself go, you'll just get so mad. I'll eat another Twinkie. Just give me another Twinkie. I can't lose, I can't lose weight anyway. Give me a donut. Amen. Might as well pull in here. I can't lose weight. Pull in donuts, y'all. Uh, am I the only one? It's so real, ain't it? My God, we start, we start being hating on our own self. I'll show you fat. Uh, I'll show you fat. <laughs> oh, is anybody in this place this morning? Amen. So we done lost all control of ourselves. We done lost all self-respect. How can I respect you if I don't respect me? Have I got a witness in this place this morning? Amen. It's not the preacher that's bothered me. It's not, amen. Don't walk out of this place mad at me today. I'm just revealing the preacher on the inside of you. Amen. You can't walk around saying, well, I don't know no better. The devil is a lie. Amen. God put something in you to let you know better. Amen. Lacey, she had a little kidney infection. I'm sorry. I just come out. And the doctor, so she had, she drank, she drank Cokes like I used to drink beer. <laughs> I mean, one in each hand. Well, not really, but, you know, so she, she quit drinking Cokes for a while to get well. I mean, you did the right thing, you know, and I used to go over to her house and slip me a Coke every now and then, but I went over there and eat the other night, didn't have a Coke to drink. Amen. Well, the other day, she drank another Coke and brought me one. I said, see, when we can't kick a habit, we'll just get somebody else to do it with us. <laughs> Huh? Didn't I tell you? Won't we? Here, you have a beer. Huh? It makes me feel better about myself. Eh? Boy, he took that beer. Give me a... You see that? Whoa! 
He sucked that baby out of my head. Amen. And don't we do it? Don't we do it? We want to hang around people that do what we know we're not supposed to be. My God, because it makes us feel better about ourselves. And we can look around. That's why us fat people like to hang around fat people. I'm not, I'm not. And see, there's the other thing. You can't say fat no more because us fat people get mad. You're not mad at me because I said fat. You're. And, and take that into every area. You can't talk about being addicted to this lest the addicted get offended. When in reality, it ain't about what I said. It's about you're not listening to the voice. Amen. And who gets to judge who's fat? Hear me right now while I'm on it. Who gets to judge who's fat? I'll tell you who gets to judge it. You do. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Is anybody listening to me? It ain't none of nobody's business. If I'm comfortable on the inside with the voice of greatness in me. Now, I'm not giving you a license, but I am telling you because the voice of greatness told me, uh, what's it been, two years ago, my daddy died on a table uh, in, a, in a hospital with heart disease, amen, and, and, and it just runs all through my family, and I started praying about my heart because I don't really know who my daddy is, but anyway, it was in the family, and that ain't no joke. <laughs> But anyway, I started praying about my heart that I didn't want to be 60, 70 years old running back and forth to the hospital. So the voice of greatness in me said, get up at 530 in the morning and you get out there and you go to walking about three or four miles a day and you do your part and I'll do my part. Are you listening to me? So I had to obey my inner voice. But it's dangerous when I start judging you by my inner voice and you start judging me by yours. Am I helping anybody in this place? It's just real. This, this is just real. So, so, so we're not happy. America's not happy. And the reason America is generally, most of the populace is never happy is simply because we're not happy within. We don't have an attaboy every now and then applauding us. You see, because your attaboy to me don't help me. If my inner voice is telling me, uh-uh, I don't care what they say. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I thank God for encouragement from my brother. Thank God for encouragement from my sister. But you can encourage me all you want to. If that voice of greatness is in me saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, amen. Your brother will tell you, oh, it's okay to throw a little cuss fit every now and then. Everybody does it. Uh, but that little voice and greatness inside of me saying, you better come up from there, boy. There's more in you than that. Can we, can we go a little deeper? Amen. So, so we're not happy because we're just ignoring that voice of greatness. It's calling you up, and you cannot be happy if the voice is calling you up and you won't get up. Some of us is going to have to break up with little Debbie. Abraham said, it's grievous. <laughs> it's painful. Uh, is anybody listening to me? But I'm wanting to shave a few pounds off. Amen. And it's hard to do it, holding on to little Debbie. Amen. So, so you got to cast her out. 
Oh, man, this is some of the most profound teaching you ever going to get right here. You got to divorce little Debbie if you're going to lose some weight. <laughs> this ain't my style of preaching, but it's fun. Amen. The instinct of greatness is calling for increase in your life right now. I'm going to say that again. Your instincts of greatness in you right now are calling. They're calling. And you know what we'll do? Amen. I ain't going back to that church where that preacher tries to tell you how to live. We'll separate ourselves from that voice that is trying to call us up. Amen. Instead of being obedient to it, we will shun it and ignore it and separate ourselves from it. Amen. And hang around people that sing in a different song. Then I can kind of, maybe I can muddy up the waters and maybe I can drown out this voice that is within me. Are y'all okay? Amen. Because the instincts of grace is calling me higher. Amen. And, and I'm having a problem with it. And you know why I'm having a problem with it? Is, is with increase is because increase always rides in on the back of decrease. I'm going to say that again. Increase success always rides in on the lowly back of humility and decrease. John 3.30 said, he must increase, but I must decrease. The word but means even as. In other words, God must increase, but it will only be equal to my ability to decrease. And this is where we have the problem. I want to be great. I watch these guys on football and all that, and I can just almost see myself doing that stuff. I couldn't do it, but I can almost see myself doing it. Man, I, just, I fired up. I mean, I love Rambo. What a guy. What a man, y'all. Because he's great, and there's something in me that wants to be great. Just like in you, it wants to be great. But the problem with greatness is, the problem with success is, the problem, amen, with increase is, it is always ushered in by decrease in my life. In other words, you cannot gain anything without losing something. Oh, I'm telling you, this is what, this is what they're not going to tell you on them infomercials. They're not going to tell you this when they're telling you this pill. It's going to make you prettier. It's going to get rid of wrinkles. It's going to knock the weight off of you, and you ain't got to break up with little Debbie. Y'all seen them commercials? I've seen them. No exercise, no change of diet. Just take this little pill. Amen. I got news for you. Amen. It's a money-making racket, and they're making billions off of us that's got every kind of bottle you can imagine in our house right now. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, I took that and I lost five pounds the first week because I couldn't stay away from the pot. <laughs> it just drained all the water off of me. <laughs> huh? Yeah, are you listening to me? Got me all excited and boom, the water came back. 
I'm just being real this morning to help somebody. Amen. I come to tell you scripturally, there will never be no increase in your life without decrease. You cannot gain anything without losing something. Matt, Jesus said, whosoever will save his life is going to lose it, but whoever will lose his life for my sake, he's going to gain it. There is no progress without sacrifice. Can somebody say amen? amen? There's something, there's some things. And I believe God gave me this message because this church and some individuals are about to go to the next level. But there are some, some things that were okay for this level that cannot be taken into the next level. Some of you are in a position right now you don't even understand. And it's almost got you ready to quit and go the other way, just give it up. Maybe I don't belong at that church. Maybe this just ain't working out. In reality, all it is is God has brought you to a place where it's about time to go to the next level of glory in your life. But you cannot take that level into this level. But it's hard to leave things that I have been so attached to. Namely me. Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I become a man, I had to put away some things. Amen. High five your neighbor right now and go ahead and tell them. There's some things that needs to be put away. Amen. You're driving me nuts. You're not happy with you. You're not happy with anybody else around you. And it's because you have come to a level of maturity that when you step into it, you're going to have to leave some immature because it will mock this level. Oh my God. It'll be a mockery to this level and the only way, oh is anybody with me? Amen. That, that I, and, and, and what's amazing is this is the way we live life. There comes a time when you got to give up that pacifier. You got to give up that bottle. Why? Because it's embarrassing at lunchtime in the sixth grade when you open up your little Spider-Man lunchbox and you pull out your bottle. Your immaturity is mocking the level. Oh, my God. It's mocking the level you ought to be at, and everybody else is mocking you, and you're mad, and you're upset. Oh, my God, that preacher is preaching this morning. He ain't even climbing on pews. Amen. Are you listening to me? Paul said, when I, became, when I stepped out of that level, I had to leave some stuff behind me. It's called growth, church. It's called growth. Everybody has to go through it. But we want to be put in positions and on worship teams and leadership, and we still got that pacifier. I can't understand you with that pacifier sticking outside your mouth. You should not be on this level. Joshua sucked the pacifier till he was 10. Well, maybe he wasn't quite 10. But he had a speech impediment because he learned to talk around his pacifier. So he couldn't pronounce the first letters like tractor was actor. What was some of the other thing? Well, everything. Yeah, we got a video of him singing, God's Not Dead. I, I, Ed, I, I, Ed. 
uh, uh, he alive, he alive, amen. Because he taught, are y'all listening to me? I'm preaching something. Because he taught, he did, he refused to let go of that level so he could function properly on this level, and it affected his speech. That's the way our churches are today, amen. We refuse to leave something, although the greatness is pulling me into something, but I'm having a hard time letting go. My God, is this helping anybody in this place this morning? Amen. It ain't easy to put away things that we're familiar with. Habits, tempers, temperaments. Amen. You can talk about drug addicts all you want to. We ain't no different. We're addicted to the way we do things. We're addicted to the way we handle things. We got our own ways and our own wills, amen? And that may be okay for the level you're at, but if you want to go to greatness, you're going to have to learn to humble that will and to humble that way. Is anybody listening to me, amen? My God, Abraham was at a place of transition, and the wife spoke up, amen? He had another wife. He had another son. The wife spoke up and said, amen, Abraham, we, you cannot enjoy the blessings as long as you're holding on to the past. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. You got to, you got to cast it away from you so that you can step into the abundance of God. And here Abraham is, it says he was grieved. It actually means he was shaking in pain. Why? He loved that woman. And the scripture proves to us he loved that son. He loved that son. There's some things you have to let go that's not necessarily a sin to go on to greatness. Yeah. There's some inconsistencies I got to drive out. There's some pride I got to drive out. There, there's, there's, there's some insecurities I got to drive out. Why? Because greatness is calling me. I could just see old Abraham standing there, amen, and his wife is the only voice of reason saying, they got to go. They got to go. He is being a mockery, amen. Can I tell us, a lot of us don't even realize it, but our little temper tantrums, our, our, our little uh, escapades of pride and the things that's going on in the church, amen, uh, and the way we're acting and talking on Facebook and doing things out there, it's a mockery to where God has called us. And Sarah said, this cannot happen. Amen. They are beginning to mock the things of the spirit because you're holding on to the past. Oh, my, 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 my. One minute we're all spiritual praising God, but somebody pushes the wrong buttons and we'll ball them out. Thank you. Guilty? Amen? Why? We're pulling something that wasn't supposed to come to this level. Amen? Now, I'm telling you, there ain't nothing wrong with changing the diaper on a, on a 10-month-old baby. Is it? I don't know when you potty train them. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it is a disgrace to the parent, and it is a disgrace to the child to lay that 6-year-old down other night, we was over at Jordan's, and Caleb was there, and he's, he's two, right? 
Almost two. Amen. And Patty just told him, bring me your diaper. He just goes over there and starts digging around. Jordan said, it's time to train that kid. Amen. When they start bringing a diaper to you, I'm coming to tell you as you pass, don't bring me your diaper. You change that mess. You change that mess yourself. You messed it, you wipe it. Woo, that'll preach right there. Amen. Don't come here want me to clean up by you. Oh, God, I'm on to something now. Amen. You're old enough that you should have went to the pot before you done that, but you just blah right out there in front of everybody. Huh? Oh, that preacher's preaching today. You clean up your own mess. Is anybody listening to me? Because it's a mockery. It's a disgrace. Can I tell you it's a disgrace to our parent, to our father, when we're out there messing on everything. Oh, somebody ought to help me right here. I ain't preaching to everybody. I'm preaching to somebody. There's a voice in you calling you to greatness. It ain't about condemnation. I'm sick of all that. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me my foot. We need to start judging ourselves. That's what the Bible says. Judge yourself so you will not be judged. Woo, God Almighty. Don't nobody want to be convicted about anything. Anything's legal. That's what's wrong with the church. She's weak. She's feeble because the world has slipped into the church. And we listen to more. Oh, that, he's going old school on us this morning. Amen. We become so worldly. We have no influence, no power, nothing about us because we just as messy as they are. They all, we smell just like them. We got the same poop in our diaper they got in their diaper. The only difference is we, are, we wear our poop to church. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We wear our poop to church, and if you say, if you hold your nose, you're judging me. Oh, God, this is so good. Don't judge me. Don't judge me, my foot. Get away from me. My God, you're 30 years old and ain't wiped or cleaned or nothing else. My God, is this legal? I don't even know if this is preaching or what this morning. But I'm telling you, it is time for us. Paul said, when I become a man, I put away childish things. I ain't never seen so many grown men standing in line at Walmart playing some stupid video game on their phone. Oh, that, that, I felt that. I'm leaving that alone. Well, if I just had more time, I'd pray. Are y'all okay this morning? I'm just telling you about the instincts of greatness you got in you. There's a voice that's trying to call you up to walk in the greatness of God. But at every level of growth, there's an experience to where you stand between the next level and the past level. Is anybody listening to me? At every level of, of, of transition, there is a cross that I have to kill some part of me to step into that arena. Quit judging people that are doing what you know you should be doing. Quit judging people who are accomplishing what you should be accomplishing. The only difference between you and them is they, they heard the voice of greatness and they went after it. I used to get so mad. Amen. I get plum offended when guys like, what's your name again? Zach, walk up. You know, because they walk funny. Anyway, you know, when I'm walking through the mall, I see one. I said, baby, look at him. 
most husbands, most wives have trouble with their husbands looking at women. She has trouble with me looking at men. Take it like you want it. Don't matter to me. I'm secure. Built. You know what I mean? Man, look at them guns on that dude. Hey, man, did you see that guy? Hey, man, I used to get mad at him. I used to, well, I could do that if I wanted to. Just don't want to. When inside of me, every guy wants to be buff, right? I mean, every guy wants to have full head of hair, right? <laughs> you, you see, we all think these things, but we don't understand them. When it's nothing but the voice of greatness in us wanting us to excel, amen. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll either do one of two things. We'll, 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 we'll applaud that individual or we'll become haters. And that's why there's division in churches. Over every, every little thing. And it's not even coming from the outside. It's coming from the inside. And the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal it in this church today. Amen. All you got to start doing to change your life is listen to the voice within. You don't need another pill. You don't need another program. You don't need another nothing. All you need is a cross and a voice. A cross and a voice because at every level, uh, every level of glory, going from one glory to the next, there is a cross that I have to climb up on to kill some part of me that's keeping me out of that place. Did you catch that? It's keeping me out of that place. That's why Paul said, take up your cross daily. You know what that tells me? I can grow daily. Isn't that good? I can grow daily. If I realize, I got to give up that silly attitude. Amen. It makes me want to uh, talk to some of these young men that are running around on our streets saying I can't get a job. Amen. It makes me want to talk to them and say, you want to get a job? First, you got to change your mindset. Amen. And you can't run around looking like a slob, acting like a slob, and talking like a slob when you walk in there to get that interview. Huh? Uh, come on now. We're going to get real all the way down, amen, to where it offends somebody in this place, amen, because that employer is looking for somebody who's not going to be an offense to his customers, amen, and we walk around, everything dragging. If they don't like it, they can lump it. Oh, yeah? Well, as high as you're going to go. So go out there with all them that's dragging. Boy, I feel y'all. Y'all just don't know how to think about all this this morning. All our minds. Success always rides in on the back of sacrifice. And there's some things I got to give up to get what I want. There's some parts of me that have to die before I can experience resurrection at a higher level. Oh, that's good right there. At every level, there is a dying. I have to go to a funeral daily and say, God rest his soul to me. Oh, God. God rest his soul. He was a good man to that point. Amen. So I got to be able to stand at my own grave. Amen. With my hands crossed and say goodbye. And it's a grievous thing when we start saying goodbye to ourselves. But Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, was able to embrace the cross. 
Are you following me? Amen. That when I say goodbye to me, amen, I can experience that next level because God resurrects me in a whole new form. Listen to me. I know I need to quit, but I got scripture for it. Paul was talking about the resurrection. And they said, how is a man resurrected? What body does he come back in? And Paul said, you fool. You've missed the whole point. He said, don't you know that which is sown must die before it's resurrected? And it's sown one body, but God raises up another body as it pleases him. So when I get brave enough to lay down my old will and my old body, I get to experience God resurrecting me with a body that is pleasing to God Almighty. Are you getting this today? Amen. And it's that level of greatness that I go from glory to glory to glory. From one level of greatness to another level of greatness, I thought, oh, God, oh, God, the potential that's in you, the potential that's in you. Be careful that what everybody else is making an issue about you, you don't make it an issue about you unless it's a voice on the inside. Then you make it an issue. Is that good enough? Because that voice from the outside may encourage you as long as he's there, but he ain't always going to be there. I need a coach that goes with me everywhere I go. I need that voice coming from within me everywhere I go. And I can trust him. I can't trust anybody else. Because you see, your convictions may be messed up. Your convictions may be twisted. I ain't taking on your convictions. I got a voice in me I can trust. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's a voice of greatness that I can trust, and he's going to be the one that I'm going to listen to. So don't try to silence him, and don't try to put any more in my life. I got him right here. I got him right here. And he's just leading me to greatness every day of my life. He's just leading me every day. And, and here's the deal. You'll never go from one level of glory to another level until you're able to take your head off your head and stand beside the freshly dug grave that's got your name on it. It's impossible. Last scripture, and I'm done. Therefore, Hebrews, leaving the elementary principles, let us go on to perfection, maturity. I can't go on if I don't leave. Are you following me? I want to go. I want to lose weight. I want to get buff. I want to get in shape. I want to get my health better. Everything that I've always ever said in my life and you said to, I want to be more spiritual. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And the destination looks so good. The problem is I got to leave where I'm standing to get there. That is a problem. That's when Abraham goes to shaking and quaking. And it's grievous to him. And I can see him standing, and I'm quitting. I can see him standing out in that desert. And Hagar and that boy that he loved is right here. Amen. And destiny and the voice of greatness is right here. I call it the sacrifice of praise. Amen. That he hates it, and it's breaking him, and it's pulling him, but he knows that's a relationship that does not need to be in my life, and it's time for me to make the move. 
You're not going to do it without some pain. You're not going to be successful without some pain. You're not going to grow without some pain. It's what mama used to tell me when I couldn't rest at night. My legs was hurting. What did, what, what did your mama say? It's growing pain, son. It's just growing pains. There's growing pains in, going on in this place, and some of us did not understand it. But I believe the Lord's trying to show that in this vulnerable place you're in, where you really like to throw up your hands and quit, you're in a place of transition. You, you're thinking, my God, I can't understand it. Abraham said, here I am rejoicing. I've killed the cow. We got all this going on. And right in the middle of all the rejoicing of transition, there is a grievous, there's something, there's something painful going on. Because, yeah, I am stepping into something greater, but I'm leaving something lesser. And it's painful. Stand with me all over the building this morning. I want to encourage someone right now. I mean, this is not my style of preaching, but the Holy Spirit has slowed us down just a little bit, just to bring some clarity, I think, in our lives. You're not abnormal. You're not abnormal, guys, if y'all like to look at guys with muscles. And I don't mean that in a, any other way than a something in us that wants to excel. That's all it is. You're not abnormal. You're not abnormal. And I, as pastor this morning, I want to encourage some people that have allowed conviction to turn to condemnation. And when you allow conviction, which is the voice of greatness that's pulling you up, conviction pulls you up condemnation pushes you down. And once you slip into condemnation, you start hating on yourself. And we get worse, and we get worse, and we get worse. Today, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to turn that in your life. I want you to allow him to turn that from condemnation to a conviction of this this coach on the inside is my best friend. He's trying to transform me into the likeness of Jesus Christ. And some of you, amen, the reason if you always hang out with people on your level, you won't never grow. But we have a hard time hanging out with people that's above us because we're intimidated by them, so we just stay away from them. You need people in outside your circle. You need people that's a little more dedicated to you. You need people who's a little more spiritual than you. If you're the smartest man in your circle, you have outgrown your circle. If you're the strongest man in your circle, you have just outgrown your circle. Oh, is anybody listening to me? You need to be in a circle to where they almost intimidate you. I go to a pastor's conference, and I only go listen to preachers who intimidate me. I don't know what a better word to use. I only want to listen to a preacher that I sit there and say, oh, my God. I couldn't hold a light for this guy. That's the guys I need around me. And if you can't find them, amen, Click off that website you're on and click on to one. Yeah. 
to where somebody spiritual is pouring into you and pulling you up. If you can't find nobody around you that challenges you, go to the bookstore and get somebody. Because I need somebody that's just challenging me. Because if not, and I just hang around with people like me all the time, well, I just get feeling real good about my dysfunction. Huh? Why? Because your my diaper don't smell no worse than yours. High five on the dirty diaper club. Oh my God, is this just real this morning? That's why you need to be in the house of God every Sunday morning with a, a man of God in a pulpit, a Wednesday night Bible class where somebody is taking the most radical teacher that ever walked on the planet, amen, and is telling you, amen, things like uh, the old law says you shall not commit adultery. But Jesus said, but I say you better not even lust after somebody. Come on, step it up, boy. That's Jesus. Jesus said, the old law said you shall not commit murder, but I say if you hate your brother, you have murdered him, you're going to hell. That's Jesus' message. You think he wasn't a challenger? That's the kind of people you need to be around. Why? Because there's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. But we done created a whole new gospel where nobody can judge anybody. Nobody can say anything anymore. Oh, we'll get mad and go, go, go join a homogeneous church. You know what a homogeneous church is? That's the church of the dirty diapers. Everybody's got on dirty diapers. That's, that's what a homogeneous is. Everybody's just the same. We, we need to challenge one another. Not condemn one another. We need to challenge one another. We need some Rockies to step up to the plate. But he's some men of God. And God done told me, y'all, they're in this building this morning. It's you. It's you. It's greatness way down deep inside of you. And I and I and I throw and I and I muddy up the waters when I start comparing my greatness to yours. That's that's not wise. The Bible says it's not wise to compare ourselves to one another. I gotta listen to that voice of greatness in me. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.